All right, today on the podcast, we are going to talk about first thoughts about Apple Music, Snapchat making a big, huge change, and somebody got a new logo today. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. Happy Wednesday. It's Eric Hulkerin, the Everything is Marketing podcast. So two weeks ago, uh, the internet exploded as Spotify changed its logo to a different shade of green. In fact, somebody on Twitter was calling it the, uh, you can't do that on television, vomit um, Nickelodeon green and wanted them to change it back. The internet exploded, I think, that day because it was a very slow news day. Today, however, a much busier news day because not a lot of people complaining about Facebook's new change. It's a subtle change. So essentially, um, if you're into typography, you can notice instantaneously the changes that they've made. But essentially what they did is they wanted to make it look better on the mobile experience. So they made it a little bit shorter and spaced it a little bit better. So it squats down a bit. And that's kind of what some people aren't digging. That said, um, you play around with it on the phone. It does look, to my eye anyway, maybe it's <laughs> I'm a victim of uh, circumstance, but it does look a lot cleaner to me, so I get where they're going with that. The other huge news today, before we get to Apple Music, is Snapchat. They made a huge change, and it favors your thumb. If you're somebody like me who uh, has a hard time finding out where to put your thumb on snaps so that you can see the whole snap and hold down and enjoy it, no worries. They've made that change. You no longer have to hold your thumb down on snaps or stories to see it. You just tap, and then you can consume all the content. You can still, of course, the update they did, I think, two or three or four weeks ago where you tap through the stories. You can still do that, but to get it started, you just snap and go, this is huge. Not only is it huge because it shows that they're going to change the app a little bit and they're listening to their consumer who doesn't want to hold their thumb, especially when you're on 400 second stories. It's really not that convenient. It's also a huge thing because as you've got all these people pouring into the app that are new to Snapchat, that's the hardest part for them to understand is how to consume the content when they get it because they tap on it and then it disappears and they've got 10 seconds to respond to it. And that's where I think most people who are not native to Snapchat or understand instantaneously what's going on there, the hold your thumb on it is probably where they bail the earliest. This is a big change for them. Um, and uh, I, I think a really cool thing, everyone around the office that I've been showing this to all uh, afternoon long is very excited about not having to hold their thumb, both for the health of their thumb and the ability to easily consume the content. Okay. So Apple music out yesterday, I've spent um, let's call it 18 hours playing around with it. And here's what I think. I think uh, there's some likes to this, despite the fact that there are some problems. Uh, and we'll start with some of the problems. One, if you're like me and you were a Beats Music user, as I was, the idea was that you could port all of that stuff, the playlists, all the stuff that you had curated over. It's not a huge deal for me because I didn't do a whole lot of work in Beats Music before I switched back to Spotify, so I don't really care. But if you're somebody who loved Beats Music and spent a ton of time curating playlists and doing all that stuff, that's a problem that they might be able to figure out that I hope they figure out because uh, I know a lot of people that have done that. There was a great article on Wired complaining about that. That's a problem. Uh, the other things to look out for are um, the radio is odd to me, at least part of it. Uh, Beats One, which I talked about, is their hosted 
radio station I absolutely positively love. I'm not sure in the long play if it's going to work, but right now I'm really into it. And one of the two reasons I'm into it is, one, um, it's doing things that, that traditional radio aren't doing right now, which is they're taking some chances because they, they can right now. They're trying to get early adopters to be excited about the products, so they're doing some things that traditional radio doesn't do. You're hearing a lot of songs that you're not really hearing uh, at least here in the States, over and over and over again. In fact, I don't know that I've heard something that I would call a traditional smash in the United States more than one or two times over the course of the day I've been listening. That, of course, is a problem when you're trying to get a mass appeal, but right now when you're trying to get music fans super excited about it, a cool play. The other thing that I'm loving and didn't expect to love is this transcontinental part of the Apple Music play, which is this morning, the morning show, so to speak, starts from 6 to 8 Eastern time in New York City. At 8 o'clock, it heads to London. There's a show from London today. St. Vincent at 9 o'clock did a, uh, um, a mixtape thing at 9 o'clock. And then noon, uh, it goes to Zane Lowe in L.A. and kind of starts the process all over again, so it travels across the United States. Yesterday, when they launched, they essentially launched the radio station um, at noon. And Zane Lowe, I will say, was the perfect person to launch that. The energy was awesome. His excitement was awesome. I will tell you that probably three weeks from now, on a random Tuesday at noon, I'm not sure I want somebody playing imaging and screaming over the songs. Because um, I, I think on a normal day, you probably wouldn't be excited about that. But caught up in the hyperbole. And somebody like myself who's gone through this process of launching a radio station, I understand that excitement and the fun of finally shipping that thing to the world. Um, that was captured perfectly, I think, by Zane's energy. And his first two hours on the air, I enjoyed a lot. I thought it was very, very fun. The service itself is cool. Um, you're, it's really, it's Apple easy to find your way around and discover what things are going on. But I'm having a difficulty um, figuring out what I like better, if I like the curated playlists or the radio stations. Because the rest of the radio stations, if you pick jazz or if you pick hip-hop or if you pick alternative, at this point anyway, are not hosted. Maybe they'll change that. Maybe radio, uh, Beats 1 will be such a, a smash that they'll change that thing and make the whole that whole part of the app a radio station. But right now they're not hosted. And I actually think the curated playlists play a little better built a little bit better I would say to me than the radio stations do so the alternative radio station versus some of the alternative curated playlists I like the playlists better same with hip hop and uh, I played around a little bit with the jazz element granted I, I'm probably 18 minutes of you or 18 hours I should not 18 minutes I actually did my homework 18 hours of usage in this and I'd like to play a little bit more in this the part where I think the app falls apart is in the element that I thought was the most interesting. I thought it was interesting that Apple now has a Twitter account for Beats 1. Why? Because music is social, so they, they have to. And I was saying that on Twitter yesterday as I was talking to some people about their usage of Apple Music. The other thing that's interesting is in this thing that they call Connect. And what is Connect? It's where artists can post things, uh, a, la, a hybrid essentially between Instagram and Facebook, and then underneath that piece of content, whatever that might be. So yesterday it was a lot of photos. There was a photo of the from the fray of them eating somewhere. There was um, a blog post from Trent Reznor talking about um, uh, an album. I don't. I actually don't remember what album he was talking about, but uh, you know where he was mentally, and then you can comment below it. My problem is, while these pieces of content can live in the social sphere, if you take the push action, action so if you, from your phone, push it out to Twitter, push it out to Facebook, you can get it out into the ecosystem. But other than that, Connect doesn't actually connect to any of the social spheres natively. The other thing I don't like is the fact that if you found let's we'll pick the fray they 
posted a photo of food, lots of people talking about how yummy it looked. But if I was a fan of the fray, as my wife is, she couldn't connect with any of those people because you can't actually click on their, their username, whatever name they're using. If they're using a Facebook name or their Twitter name or whatever they're using, you can't actually connect with them inside Connect. And I think that's a big fail as far as the app goes and something that Spotify does brilliantly. The ability to follow other people in Spotify and look at their playlists and then send them songs that you think that they might like as you've listened to their playlists and you have your own taste and you go, have you discovered this? This is the part of music, and, and I've talked about this ad nauseum. This is the discovery engine that needs to happen on a music app for people to adapt it in mass and, and take it over. Like I said, Beats 1, uh, for me as a radio station, is winning right now. I love it. I, it's the number one thing I've been consuming over the past day or so because I just like what they're doing and I, I like uh, exploring the new music and getting exposed to songs that I don't hear a lot here at least in, in Michigan, um, and, and I like that. That same sort of energy and that same sort of discovery isn't where I would expect it to be in Connect, and I think they need to change that. Um, you do have a $9.99 a month for an individual plan, $14.99 for a family plan with up to six people. So, I mean, if you do the quick math, um, the family plan, if you've got people in your house, is obviously the play. Will I switch? I don't know, but I can tell you this. I've deleted Spotify for now, um, and I'm going to just do... 89 days of Apple Music and see what happens at the end of 89 days after I've played with literally everything that's in the service. And maybe by then they'll figure out how Connect should actually work. And if they do, I, right now, two days in, I'm fairly certain that that's the direction I'm going to go. Mostly because um, I like what they're doing in the radio space. I like the curated playlists. And I love the ability to have my music seamlessly. I know Spotify will allow you to play local tracks, but Apple and Apple Music is obviously letting you seamlessly move your iTunes library back and forth on one app. And that to me is the secret sauce because that's where I've spent a bulk of my time over the past decade or so since iTunes came out curating and putting a lot of stuff into my iTunes library. So the ability to dance back and forth between the streaming service and the stuff I actually own and the playlist therein um, is a win for me. Now, again, as I said with radio, with uh, Beats 1, I don't know why I keep calling it Radio 1, maybe because there's so many people from uh, London Town on this thing, but uh, Beats 1... Um, is playing a lot of music for super music fans. And me being a super music fan, I like that. Me having a ton of music in iTunes, I like this service. If you're somebody who didn't buy any iTunes or didn't upload an iTunes library or has like 100 songs in there, I don't know that you're going to love this thing as much as I do. But I certainly think... A three-month trial, what's it going to hurt? And I will tell you this pro tip. As soon as you sign up for the three-month trial, you can go into your iTunes membership and immediately turn off the auto-renew. So now you're not on the hook for anything. It won't charge your account at 91 days because you've already turned it off. So if you're somebody who forgets to do that stuff, as I, I was talking about before this launched, if you're somebody that just forgets and gets charged and charged and charged like a, a gym membership, this is perfect for you. Download the 90-day free trial, go right in immediately so you don't forget, and turn off the auto-renew, and you've got it for 90 days, and you can play around with it, and if you like it, buy it. If you don't like it and you don't buy it, Beats 1 is still the free part. That's the freemium part of Apple Music. And right now, what they're doing, I'm into. I think it's fun. Check it out. I would love to hear your thoughts on Twitter at Polymath and Vine or via email eric at mlive.com. Have a wonderful day. We will talk tomorrow. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast.